top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. You will die only to live again in a younger body. Then you can tell me if the operation was a success. I could easily kill you now, but I'm determined to have your brain. You're listening to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of genre cinema. White Tiger, another one of these fantastic 90s chock-a-block action films that just is wall-to-wall, ass-beating, explosions, drug-dealing, mysterious heroin syndicates. It has essentially everything anyone could ever want from from the genre. And it stars uh, Gary Daniels, who crossed my path. Uh, Not literally, that, that would be tough. I don't know if I could hold my own. But... I came across his work, more accurately, through the slightly less than spectacular Mickey Rourke vehicle, Skin Traffic. And traffic was misspelled. As an aside, you're in for a bad time if there's a misspelling in a movie title or if there's a colon in a movie title. That Those are sort of rules of thumb uh, I could sort of uh, live by when I'm uh, choosing my uh, nightly entertainment. But White Tiger is, is just a fantastic vehicle. For Gary Daniels, the uh, British uh, martial arts uh, champ and uh, with a long pedigreed amateur career as well, it's a, a great vehicle for him to use his fists and feet, if not so much his tongue, because he does have an accent that sort of drifts in and out of a continental London slash Atlantic uh, type accent. It sort of goes all over the map. For those of you who are real action aficionados, you'll cast your mind back to the role that really put JCVD, Jean Claude Van Damme, on the map, and that was No Retreat. No surrender. And if you remember, he played a Russian in that movie. I I don't know, speaking of marble mouths. But in that one, they were pitting Seattle karate against Los Angeles karate. It's a question that's plagued philosophers from time immemorial. It's like the mind-body question. What reigns supreme, Seattle or L.A.? Well, I think in the case of White Tiger, they would put one in the ledger column for Seattle. So this one is set in Seattle in Chinatown. And you got to say that Vancouver does, uh, does very, very uh, stellar duty subbing in for the Emerald City. So this is actually lensed in Vancouver, as many a schlocky action production is. I think there's a movie called Hunt to Kill that I recently saw with Stone Cold Steve Austin that's also lensed in beautiful British Columbia. So you get uh, attacks uh, right off and you get a lot of enticements to go north of the border and shoot. And that's especially the case with horror, but also with action. And again, action-packed this one is. For whatever reason in action, warehouses are the stuff of shootouts, urban warehouses. So every movie worth its salt has one of these shootouts and uh, White Tiger is no exception. Right off the bat, making a widow of one of the lead characters, which is always good. The widow is played by Lisa Langlois, Canadian uh, scream queen, who's uh, best known for a class of 1984. Really, uh, really awesome um, film if you haven't checked that out. But her husband is best friends with the Gary Daniels, Mike Ryan character. They're both in the DEA. And one of them's not long for this earth. If you've guessed it's not Gary Daniels, you'd be right because he's the star. And you can't waste him in the first five minutes. After all, this isn't Scream and uh, Drew Barrymore. But what you have is a shootout in a warehouse. Lots of unibrows, lots of goons, lots of uh, just unbelievable... uh, Firepower being, uh, and and of course, a number of cops are laid waste to, and of course, 
the partner of Gary Daniels, Mike Ryan character, is deceased. And there's this touching, touching scene where he gazes toward the heavens and mourns his best friend. What could possibly happen next? He quits the force and goes into retail? No, you'd be wrong. He exacts his revenge. And what better way to do so than through a femme fatale who knows the ins and outs of Chinatown. And that's the character Jade, who he meets, where else? In a Chinatown bar. And this is where... You have this uh, pr pretty hilarious scene where, uh, you know, this uh, white DEA agent is asking all sorts of questions of the uh, Chinese underworld. And he even quips at one point, I'd like to penetrate the Chinese underworld. You know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink to Jade, who's a quite fetching, lovely, lovely woman. And penetrate, indeed they do, later in the film. But... He's poking his nose where it doesn't belong, and there's a kind of a funny scene where the bartender gives him the white pages. Get it? Here, do your own research. You're a white guy. You're a guaylo. I believe that's the, the term in uh, Cantonese Chinese for a foreigner. And, uh, you know, th this is how he gets to the bottom of things and tries to figure out who done in his partner. Well, he kind of knows. It's a, it's a heroin syndicate. And where would we be? without heroin syndicates in the action sphere. I mean, after all, it's driven the plot of about 50 Serio Santiago movies lens in the Philippines. You gotta have a mysterious heroin syndicate. It's just great. And these guys are hiding in plain sight. Much like uh, Gustavo Fring from uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, the heroin is being produced in a cargo ship that's sitting there right in the harbor. I mean, they, they must have paid off some union dock workers. Who knows how this is coming to be, but they have this big operation right down by the docks in the seedy part of town, of course, as every every uh, port is, you know, a, a sailor in every port. It's always known for the seedy part of town, and th this is a film that makes great use of the uh, locale. So this is 90s Vancouver before the, uh, the island got gentrified and uh, things moved uh, elsewhere. So, anyway, that's, that's essentially all this film is a vehicle for. It's a, a showcase, a showpiece of the uh, quite heart-stopping, it should be said, in the martial arts of uh, Gary Daniels, who, who's quite fantastic. You'll know him from Expendables and uh, a bunch of other uh, Death Target, a bunch of these movies with uh, two words that uh, typically have target and or uh, death in them. And he, he cuts a great figure. He's got these steely blue eyes. He's... He, he's pretty amazing. He he's, uh, do, does right by the ladies. He, he uh, you know, doesn't see eye to eye with his bosses, of course. Uh, this is a, a trope that uh, goes back to Serpico with Pacino and well, well beyond. you got to have, uh, you got to be at loggerheads with your superiors if you're a cop. And, of course, there's some corruption here in this, in the precinct. And he finds out that some of his cop brethren are actually, what? No, it can't be. In cahoots with the syndicate? Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. But this is White Tiger, such a, a just a fun, fluid, fulsome, fisticuff-driven uh, vehicle. And in added bonus is the key henchman is uh, Chow, who's played by Kerry Tagawa, who's actually Japanese. So I don't know if that shouldn't really bother me, but whatever. I guess in the in the 90s, any Asian was as good as any other, as we've come to see in tons of movies. But he plays the uh, leader of the syndicate and he's a steely determined fellow with uh, martial arts bona fides up the yin yang who's absolutely like goes toe to toe with uh, mike ryan and uh, he's just uh, he comports himself as this unbelievably incredible villain and uh, you'll know him from the mortal Kombat movies he, he's just you'll know him 
when you see him. He's he's terrific. He kicks serious ass, and uh, he of course is familiar with the feminine wiles of Jade, and they go back, and you don't know whether Jade is actually really deeply in love with Mike Ryan, uh, or whether she's playing for the other side and is going to do them both dirty. Who knows? She is, after all, a femme fatale, like the uh, Velvet Underground song. Yeah, White Tiger, can't go wrong, lots of just chock-a-block action, and some of my favorite all-time cliches, just replete with cliches, one of them being the uh, walking away while there's a big explosion and not uh, experiencing anything untoward to your hearing. You just walk away into the distance very coolly, very stealthily, very badassly as this massive fireball appears behind you and you're not worse for wear. No shell shock here, no uh, hearing damage here, no, you just walk away one foot in front of the other. Yeah, ideally, you flick a cigarette, but that's not required. For a movie that is relatively under the radar, this seems fairly big budget, and I believe the the original one uh, was lensed in Asia and, and fell into production hell, and they turned that into uh, cinematic heaven, I think. Because this is a really, really fun movie, but there's explosions up the yin-yang, explosions galore. A, uh, the, the ship that's the source and the focal point for all this uh, drug distribution and production, that blows up real good. I mean, there, there's just massive explosions all over the place. There's some really quite intriguing set pieces, too, including a tete-a-tete uh, -tete between the villain and our intrepid hero that takes place seemingly in a high-end condo building. And that, that may sound unbelievably lame, but they actually acquit themselves very well with this kind of fight toward the end. If anything, I could say there's too much fisticuffs. I never thought I'd say that, but they actually do have so much fighting that can be that it can be somewhat exhausting and especially when you throw in the the gun works too and and just you have flamethrowers and and uh, chock-a-block guns and all sorts of uh, weaponry that you know would be the envy of uh, the the forces fighting in southern ukraine right now but uh, white tiger what, what a great movie what an excellent entry into the oeuvre which is fancy french term for the, I think, what is it? The Body of Work of Gary Daniels, who, who is very, very under the radar as well when it comes to your, uh, I mean, the, the top shelf, top tier action uh, figures are obviously your, the likes of your JCVD and uh, obviously your Stallones and whatnot, but the under the radar guys are pretty great too, especially as they come to uh, the table with a lot of martial arts bona fides. And you throw in your uh, Olivier Grunet as well, or Cynthia Rothrock, who simply uh, rocks, and, and and of course, uh, Gary Daniels here. I mean, not much of an actor. As I said, uh, he, he veers quite wildly between uh, accents, uh, sometimes sticking to the uh, standard North American and other times reverting back to his native London. But you can't help, you can't fault him for it. I mean, he is an, an unbelievable ass kicker and just lays down the ass whoopings with the best of them and just, just puts so many unibrow goons into the hospital he should be just celebrated with some sort of medal i'm going to give this four out of five spinning roundhouse kicks uh, four out of five spinning back fists four out of five uh you know um bazooka firings it, it, this is just going to wet your action whistle if you're really into this kind of thing the 90s were so big on this kind of thing too 
Sure, there are some parts where they have to put the two lead, two of the leads together in a romantic uh, set piece, and of course there's uh, all sorts of uh, sitting idly, contemplative, and of course the othering of the white guy wandering around Chinatown, a common trope for the genre, but put that aside if... You want to get your bell rung with tons of action. White Tiger is going to do it for you as it did for me. Talk to you soon.